He sits down with former Badgers to break down the season. Whether it's on defense or offense, we got to put it to the team immediately. We talked about that. That's the hardest thing to pick up. I would like to see our corners play a little more aggressive. Now, I think that's when our run game started get going. This is the Wisconsin Football Roundtable. Now, here's your host, Zach Heilprin, on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Yes, welcome into the Wisconsin Football Roundtable. We're live from Coaches Club in Cross Plains, right on Main Street, sitting in the bar watching a little TV. Badgers going to be playing later tonight. You can watch the game here. They play UW-Green Bay. That game gets underway at 8 o'clock at the Kohl Center. I'm here with four Badgers, Brady Ewing and Bill Nagy, looking back at Wisconsin's win over Nebraska, looking ahead to their game at, uh, against Purdue on Saturday, and then obviously the big one next Saturday against Minnesota, what could be a Big Ten West championship game essentially, uh, as Minnesota lost last week. So Wisconsin beats Nebraska. Did that game play out essentially as everyone expected? I mean, the score was 37-21, but I felt like it was a lot closer game than maybe the score indicated, especially with those two late stops by the defense. Brady? Yeah, I I thought so. I mean, it was a typical, you know, Big Ten showdown, you know, on an away game. You know, came into somebody else's turf and somebody we've taken advantage of the last, you know, what, four (laughs) or five years. Yes, uh, since they came into the league, but seven straight now. Um, you know, it was cool to see different aspects of the game. You know, defense early in the season was so strong and dominant, and you know didn't really feel that in that game. There was some some they different. Got, they got gashed. Yeah, yeah, to was, say the least. <laughs> Two seventy three on the but ground. But it was cool to see the run game get rolling, and it wasn't like an explosive run game, but it was a consistent Wisconsin wear down. And then to see some of the the playmakers and some of the. I felt like the offense was a little more creative, too, which I was excited to see. And then you have the highlights on special teams. So I felt like, you know, offensively, defensively, special teams, they put a good product out there, and it was a, a good Big Ten win overall. They all contributed, right? I mean, we they, you got contributions from everywhere. The defense did give up a bunch of points. Also had three fourth-down stops, including one on the goal line late in that game. Right. Uh, offense, Jonathan Taylor over 200 yards for a third straight time against Nebraska. The, it's the first time a Wisconsin player has ever done that, and uh, I think it's the first time in 25 years that a player had, had done that against any opponent, FBS-wise. And then you have the special teams with the, with the kick return for a touchdown. It was felt like just, you know, they, they all had their moments of not so great, but right. everyone had things that helped them win the game. Yeah, I thought it was a good performance by all phases. Um, maybe not perfect, but you saw some people do some really cool things. And, um, you know, to have the kick return... Um, offense get going, do some things. Uh, Pryor got into it, made some big plays. Um, you know, the defense, I don't think they played as well as they wanted to just from a points allowed standpoint. But here's the deal, too. Um, I thought they did a very, very good job at the beginning of the game when JT had that fumble. And that could have been, you know, looking back on like an Illinois and nobody wants to reflect on something like that. But those big plays where there's a turnover, they score a touchdown. And on the road to handle it, I, I think it so, showed some maturity of them. Mm-hmm. Um, and it could have gone south after that. But they were able to pull it out, pull it out, pull it together. Um, and obviously when you can control the line of scrimmage and you put up 200-plus yards rushing from Jonathan Taylor, it's, you know, it's a W. Yeah, no, it definitely is. And you mentioned, obviously, the Jonathan Taylor fumble. Nebraska does go right down, score a touchdown, and you get the kick return on the next, on the next play. Wisconsin goes down. What was it, uh, fourteen to ten or uh, ten to seven uh, on, on the field goal, and they get the long Jonathan or excuse me, the AJ Taylor touchdown 
which is a great effort off the slant from, from Jack Cohn, they had answers to almost every Nebraska big play. They had answers of their own, which, yeah. you know, you're not going to look great every game, right? Like, that, it's not going right. to look it's like not be Michigan State every, every game. every single game. Right. Or and, Michigan. You know, to I don't want to say to their defense, but regardless, Nebraska's a very tough place to play. You're on the road in a hostile atmosphere, 80-plus thousand fans. They take a lot of pride in it. They have good players, too, even though their season's not going the way they want it to. Um, I think they handled themselves well, and they took care of business on the road and wasn't perfect, wasn't pretty, but they got they got the job done. Nebraska still, obviously, is trying to catch up recruiting-wise just in general. Like, they don't have to – they have some they have some playmakers. They didn't have them all on the field. They were missing some guys, but they, they made some plays. And I think the biggest thing, and maybe you guys can answer this, is how, how big of a difference is it to have that bye week and to have an opportunity to prepare for a team for two weeks. And that's what Nebraska had, and they were able to scheme some things up. And it was kind of like after the Ohio State game, obviously different because Wisconsin won, and there was a lot of happy faces in that post-game uh, media session. But a lot of it was, defensively, they schemed us up. You know, I think it's a fine line. Sometimes there's over-preparation, and, you know, sometimes the more you play, the more you get into a rhythm. And... It goes back to the saying, less is more sometimes. And, like, they're college athletes, man. These guys bounce back pretty quick. They recover. Um, having two bye weeks within a year. I mean, there's – I remember back when I was younger, we didn't have a bye week. It was just straight 12 games <laughs> and, through. And you guys were done um, by, what, 11 – by the middle of November? Yeah, and it's just so different now. Um, and then also just the nutrition and the recovery and all the other stuff that go along with it. But getting back to the question, I just think the – you know, sometimes coaches want to over-prepare, and the attention span is tight, and you only get them for a little bit to where sometimes the game plan gets stale. So I think bye weeks can almost hurt you at times. Yeah, yeah, it, and I think if you can squeeze one extra day of good quality prep in there, give them a little bit more time to recover and get uh, physically ready for a game, you know, I could definitely see where it could be a negative, but overall... Um, double-edged sword i guess so that was obviously the game that badger fans were watching but the perhaps the more important outcome happened a few hours later in iowa city as iowa takes down minnesota holds on i mean they were up 20 to 3 at one point and held on for that for that like game i mean what was more exciting for you guys i don't know if you guys watched any of the iowa game or not but what what was more exciting the badgers getting that win or that iowa getting that win were you, did you become hawkeyes fans for there for a little bit because zach bond said they did i mean they were watching a little bit on the plane coming home and they're all Hawkeyes fans in the moment, but not yeah. so much anymore. Absolutely. I, I was having some issues with my Hulu at, at home. We had the kids around the dinner table. I was trying to get it rolling on the, uh, the iPad. It had some issues, but was following it, tracking it on my phone. And it gives you a chance to control, you know, your destiny per se. So it's exciting, you know, kind of what we talked about a couple weeks ago, that if the Badgers can take care of business against Purdue and Minnesota ends up winning here this week, or I don't know if they have a bye, but... They play at Northwestern, but it, it's it's irrelevant at this point because they have one loss. Wisconsin has two. No matter what, both teams are going to go in there with two losses, and whoever wins that one is going to win head. it. So it's exciting, right? And I think if the Badgers can focus on the here and now, keep in the present, and uh, prepare for a Purdue team, which I haven't watched a lot this year. Um, dinged up. Dinged up. Dinged up. Obviously, they got playmakers. You know, they they typically do. On they the yep, and, they do. And they have had, and they like Nebraska had a bye leading into this one, so they've got. That extra week of uh, scheming Wisconsin, I guess, a little uh, scheming Wisconsin up and seeing what some other teams have done recently to expose them. I guess that, that's where I would be more worried if I was Wisconsin fan would be 
another team having that opportunity to see what Nebraska did so well and continue to do it? And does Wisconsin have the ability to, I guess, fix things in that in a week? Yeah, I, I've actually liked, you know, throughout the past couple of weeks, it seems like teams have found ways to uh, keep them on their heels and on their toes with certain things. But I've liked this past game, the way they adjusted, at least offensively. That's where I'm more critical. Is sure. They brought more uh, creativity, I think, to spreading the field out. You know, through some of the sweeps, um, you know, some of the passing plays. Looks like they're running some RPOs, and I didn't see that uh, in the weeks prior. So I like what they did, and and I and I like you know if the the coaching staff can continue to adjust adjust in game, you know, from quarter to quarter, making adjustments at half. That's really where it comes down to because you never know what to expect, especially coming off a of bye week. Yeah, uh, Bill, did you enjoy the Iowa game at all? Did you watch any of it? Yeah, I watched the end of it, and I was following <laughs> a little bit here and there. Were, um, were you excited? Were you cheering? What, what, what was it? <laughs> People aren't going to like this, but I absolutely love watching Iowa football and <laughs> somewhat of a fan, and I think that is because post-college um, relationships on some of the NFL rosters I was a part of, um, getting to know some of the Iowa players. Sure. And uh, almost a mirrored image of the Wisconsin program. Um, but that's that's why I, I just respect him. I respect him. Who did didn't you play with uh, somebody from Iowa down? Yes, yeah, so I lived Dallas? with Riley Reef for a year. So the tackle in Detroit. Um, but you know, yeah, that, very yeah, very very cool relationships and respect their program just because they're not the going to go out and get all these five stars. Um, they're self made. They have a good you know strength and conditioning program. They take a lot of pride in the hard work and. Um, I, I respect that model, so I always enjoy watching Iowa football. And when they're not playing Wisconsin. I do root for them a little. But did bit. you particularly enjoy the because because of what it does? Yeah, there you go. I mean, Absolutely. everyone hates like, Minnesota. Here's the deal. Plus, it's you know it starts getting darker a little bit early. It was that night game, Kinnick Stadium. Um, you know, Iowa was favored. Yeah. I absolutely loved it. Man. Yeah. No, it was. It was. I a gr- loved it. Yeah. It was a great game. And and it was a gritty game too. Yeah. You know, it was. Iowa did what they needed to do, but you just wanted to make sure that they could hold on. It, it kind of felt like Illinois-Wisconsin in the sense that Wisconsin could not finish in the red zone. And Minnesota moved the ball up and down the field all they wanted to, but once they got inside, they could, they could not get it in the end zone. And it was Penn State the, <laughs> Penn State the previous week um, was that same way. Matt Bernstein in the, the house. The reason uh, we're all laughing is... Tall uh, beer. Yeah, we... Uh, big beer. We... <laughs> We're sitting here at the at Coach Club. Matt Bernstein, the Hebrew Hammer, uh, walked in and got a beer, and we're we've all got just just bottles, and he's got a tall boy. <laughs> Wouldn't have it any other way, right? <laughs> Some technical get difficulty going here, getting the mic rolling. Yeah, sorry about that. Um, so, Matt, thank you for joining us. No, thanks for having me. I love being here. <laughs> yeah, I got a tall boy. Yeah, it's all good. I don't have to get up again. Hey, cheers, while. everybody. <laughs> cheers. Good to see everybody. Yeah. yeah. And I'm the only face for radio out here. <laughs> did you en- Did you enjoy the uh, the Iowa-Minnesota game at all? Did you-, did you get to see any of it? I was just happy Iowa won. I, I mean, I legitimately hate them, <laughs> but they had to win for us to have a chance to go to the the, the national uh, not the national championship i wish but the, the big 10 championship yeah so. so i was excited you know it, it's it's it makes that game so much more fun to watch in 2 weeks it, it does makes Purdue fun to watch like it's good for us yeah no who knows what could have happened if we if they won and we knew we were out yeah yeah we'll see how it plays I think out your accent got stronger it definitely did <laughs> it's terrible i, I was listening back- to you guys on the way over and i was like oh man I miss these sounds. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Living living back in New York's gotten that, that that East Coast accent a little bit back into you. We'll talk 
uh, with Matt and everybody else. A little bit more coming up on the other side. You're listening to the Wisconsin Football Roundtable live from Coaches Club in Cross Plains. This is the Wisconsin Football Roundtable on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. This is the Wisconsin Football Roundtable with Zach Heilprin on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. And welcome back into the Wisconsin Football Roundtable live from Coaches Club in Cross Plains. Got former Badgers Brady Ewing, Bill Nagy, and special guest Matt Bernstein. The Hebrew Hammer is yes. in the house. Yes. Um, we and the were... spotted cow is good. <laughs> Do you get a lot of spotted cow in New York? No. Yeah, I'd pay someone to bring it if anyone wants to bring it. Well, that's why you got to you got to pile up and put it all together when you're here. Believe me, I've been doing a good job. Well, but you haven't been saving it. It's been just going down the gullet, right? Oh yeah, I'm okay. saving it. You're saving it. <laughs> Not saving it at all. <laughs> can't take it with you, right? <laughs> you can't. Um, uh, Wisconsin will take on Purdue on Saturday. They will not have left tackle Cole Van Landen. He's out with a head injury. Does Wisconsin? Does Purdue scare anybody here? at all whatsoever anybody bill i'll be honest i haven't watched a ton of it but they don't okay they don't as long as we execute win the turnover battle run the ball we should be fine probably saying the same thing before the illinois game too so i so i apologize so what's the spread you know what the spread is i think it's like 19 or 20 Mm. yeah not too scared illinois proved not to be too bad i think they've won they won yeah so they've they've caught fire a little bit came back against michigan state um Moving on from that, it also it also is senior day uh, for I think thirteen guys. Thirteen guys going to be their their final game. Chris Orr, Zach Bond among them. Wanted to talk to you guys about your senior days. Two of them were pretty successful. Obviously, two thousand eleven was pretty good. Two thousand ten was pretty good. Two thousand five, not so not so Chug much. Chug this beer right now. <laughs> Barry's last game. Yeah. yeah. What was it? but so you were hurt pretty much all that entire year, Matt. What was senior day like then for you? It's, it's brutal. Yeah. Yeah, you can't. I, I actually sometimes wish, knowing how the NFL and my quick cup of coffee there went, I almost wish I played in that game, played in the bowl game, sucked it up, and then just went out as a Badger and just been done with it. What yeah. were you struggling with? Hernia? Sports hernia I had stuff? not a sports hernia. I had um, osteitis pubis, <laughs> which yeah. is like sounds so it's like pathetic, yikes. and it kind of is. Tendinitis of the pubic bone, right? It, it pretty much, yeah. How do you know? Do you, yeah, how, what, are, what are you doing? I'm Brady, I always knew myself. you were way too smart. Man. <laughs> no, not at all. No, I, I always do that. With fullbacks. I've, I've had a couple sports hernia, osteitis pubis. It was brutal. My last game at Michigan, the day after, I couldn't get out of bed. Like, I was oh, calling man. the trainers to be like, yo, come lift me out of this bed, pick me up in the car, and drive me to the training state, the training room. Wow. And they didn't. I had to get up and try to, like, crawl out of bed. It was, it was terrible. So my... My senior year wasn't that fun. But the se- so in senior day was essentially the same as the rest of the year, just having to watch yeah. just horrible on the sideline. Yeah, it was pretty brutal. I, I, well, I love bringing this up. I sh- should have had three beers before <laughs> I started talking about this. I, I, knew where, I, I knew where I was going. No, it was I brutal. Asked. And um, Calhoun will tell me every time I see him that he would have won the Heisman if uh, I didn't get hurt. But he had he- he had a huge year. He had a huge year. Yeah. yeah. I mean, total yards were just off the charts. Listen, let's not also... Chris Presley was a solid fullback. He was a very good. He was, he was good pretty fullback. solid. He was. He was. He was a banger. You and him were bangers, dude. He was like a nightmare, though. He was a hammer. Yeah, uh, that was a nail. <laughs> I'm scared of that guy. But that like says something. But there's a difference between what you guys had, and I'm not trying to take away from your ability to to run up there and knock guys out. But it was also you caught the ball out of the backfield. Like you did a lot of stuff that 
Matt wasn't necessarily being asked to do. Right. It was a different style, I think. You know, from Bernie to Presley, Rent Meester, I feel like, was that first more crossover guy. Um, Dude, didn't you, you know, play tailback? Beaver Dam's finest. Yes, yeah, he but did. Like, a, like a super fat tailback. <laughs> But, but you were doing, was it doing, State, you're doing right? some skill stuff, so get, some yeah, skill stuff. some work. But not, not like you, hurdling people. Yeah. See, no, but they asked you kn- to do way more than they asked me to do. He knows how much I love that Penn State game, so he doesn't need. He, I don't need to mention it. Like, were you he, fasting all day too? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Dude, that's what a, a cool story. story. Man. I, that's I really cool. Tell, love that. This is my six hours story. You know, let's, I wasn't eating one. meat for six hours. Let's, no, let's, I let's, hear, let's hear that one. On Rosh Hashanah. Okay, we'll hear it quick. Or Yom Yom Kippur. Yom Kippur. Started four thirty. Bad Jew. You guys know how we we would eat at the at the hotel. Yep. I had to eat by myself at four o'clock. I had to like leave practice to go eat. Did. Did 24 hours, got two IVs, didn't warm up, pl- started the first half, broke it on kickoff return, which is also the worst special teams. <laughs> it's the back, worst. Especially back then. I mean, because because you were you part of the wedge, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was yeah. the worst. And then uh, at halftime, basically, Coach White comes up to me. He's like, dude, you are going to be the tailback in the second half. I was like, yes! <laughs> like, this is great Dream news. Come true. I was like, this is awesome. And I told Greg Root, who was the back of fullback, you better <laughs> Get your mind right, <laughs> and uh, that wasn't I, exactly what you told them. But no, yeah, there was some yeah. colorful language. I feel yeah. like we're in a nice. Family we are, area. we are. Um, and then uh, Klinkscale came up to me. He's like, "Just follow me the whole time," <laughs> and I'm like, "Dude, I'll do whatever you say." Yeah, let's I've been in the bar with that guy when he's like, "Yeah, please, please, please leave this area." In a in a more colorful way as well, and people get out of that dude's way. Yeah, and so you had you had over a hundred yards in the in the for the game, I should say, and and you guys beat Purdue, obviously. Uh, Penn State, who, excuse, yeah, Penn State, of course. Um, Dwayne Smith was down, AD was down. Like who else was missing from that? I that, that Jamil Walker. Jamil was Walker down. was down. Like you guys were missing every tailback you oh, possibly so, throw out there. Yeah, Booker Stanley what did Co- got hurt. Yeah, what did Coach White say? I've heard unbelievable like, stories about he's this He's like, burn, guy. hey, burn. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he comes in, he's, he's like, hey, Jammer, can you go, brother? <laughs> to Jamil. That's actually exactly this, what he sounds like. He's like, hey, hey Bernie, get over here, Bernie. And he was so, <laughs> he had so much tight. twitches. Hey, like, he was always like, Bernie, Bernie. Like, his face was always contorting, and he always had a chew in. Just like, what hey, is, Diesel, he how you a, feeling, brother? Hey, Diesel, what's up, Diesel? How you doing, Diesel? You're like, oh, my God. This guy's on crack all day. And he's like, hey, Bernie, Bernie. You're in the game. And I'm like, yeah, coach, I'm in the game. Come on. You know what, halftime, like, you, you, the coaches come up to you and they say idiotic things that you don't even get. And he's like, no, no, no. You're going to go on a tailback. And I'm like, yeah. I got up and changed my shoes. I was like, Greg Root, let's, you know, let's let's go. Did you get your running shoes That's on or what? Story. The yeah, I did the, 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 mo- the molded cleats. I thought I was faster in the molded cleats. They hurt my feet, so I didn't wear them. But then I was like, well, if I have to run fast, this is my time. Yeah, and you had a you, and you and you did a hurdle over a guy. I hurdled three guys. Yeah, yeah. But one, one really, one really good yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And yeah. I didn't land it, so it was like a, you know, the <laughs> Russian Actually, judge I heard, gave I heard me like three a six. guys. <laughs> I heard three in a row. Yeah. I keep on limiting you. I apologize. <laughs> yeah. It's okay. Yeah, every time you score a touchdown on ESPN, puts you on like the bottom left. They're like fullback Matt Bernstein. <laughs> Can't even see it. I had to get a, like a binoculars to see my name on it. <laughs> Um, so for for you guys, senior day, what was it like? Obviously, beat the heck out of Northwestern, beat uh, Penn State. What was it like, Bill? We were so locked in as a team, and we knew that if we won that game, it was you know Rose Bowl. potential Rose Bowl, Big Ten championship, and um, it was it ended up being just an absolute. I don't even know how much we won. Seven, by. You put up seventy points. 
Yeah, going into that game, and the coaches, <laughs> the coaches did an unbelievable job of just being like, Northwestern is ready, like they're gonna, you know, beat you, and they got us so fired up to where we were locked in, and it was just in the zone. I feel like Monte was about ten yards downfield by the time he got touched any the entire day. Oh, it was, oh we yeah. were running tosses. Yeah, we were all over the place. Right. I mean, and it, it got to the point where Northwestern guys, they didn't even want to be there anymore. No, no, and that's so, was one of those games. Yeah, that was so that was a big time, big time clincher. Obviously, a Big Ten West clincher or Big Ten leaders division. What was it called back then? Yeah, leaders and legends. Le- leaders, yeah. So you guys, you guys clinched the Big Ten, uh, beating uh, Penn State that day. You were a captain. What, what, what stood out for you? Just a mix of emotion. I mean, you go into the game like Bill said, locked in, ready to play. But running out of that tunnel as a senior, coming from you know a walk-on type position, um, being a team captain, seeing your family, you know, my future wife down there. It was just pretty special you know it uh you know just looking around taking it in for one last time and uh it's tough to go from that situation of somewhat emotional for me at least to you know strapping it up and going and playing a game like football um where you know you gotta flip that switch when you get between the white lines so um good memories you know you got the football with the picture you know there at midfield sitting in the in the basement at the house so good memories obviously a great game but um, just a mix of roller coaster of emotions. Do you, do you remember that game more than than others, or is it just another game? Because it's I'd the say, last one. I'd say just just another game. I mean, you remember the moment. I'd say you know after the game with the team, before the game with your family. Um, but other than that, you know, I think we did a celebration, got a plaque after the game. That was cool. But yep, that's about it. Just another game. Had another game to win the following week, and obviously, and, and obviously, you guys, you did that against Michigan State. Um, I want to. I want to get some more Bernie stories coming up after the break. There's a couple of ones that he's told before that I want to hear again, uh, including the time that him and his family got into a fight after a bowl game down in San Antonio. We'll talk about that coming up on the other side. It is. It's a good one. I love that one. (laughs) We'll talk about that on the other side. You're listening to the Wisconsin Football Roundtable live from Coaches Club in Cross Plains. This is the Wisconsin Football Roundtable with Zach Heilprin on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. And welcome back into the Wisconsin Football Roundtable. We're live at Coaches Club in Cross Plains, right on Main Street. Former Badgers Brady Ewing, Bill Nagy, and Matt Bernstein along with us tonight. Uh, before the break, I talked about some of the stories that Matt has told before that, I, that I've heard before. Uh, some of them certainly not arable, um, but there are a couple that are arable, and I'd like to like to hear the one uh, from... from uh, <laughs> I've heard other ones. Matt, I... Let's be fair. You've told me ones that are not arable, right? We've been friends for a long time. Okay. All right. All right. So um, you've also told some that are arable, and I want to hear the one about the bowl game down in 2002 when it was down in San Antonio at the Alamo Bowl. You had a nice uh, run-in with some Colorado fans after the game. We did. We had a very nice (laughs) run-in. I actually think we won twice that day, but that's just me. I want to hear your guy's story, but this is is a funny one. one. So we we won in overtime. Yep. Field goal goal to win. Um, my dad and Mark Bell's dad. So my, I was a, I was 20, 19, 20. My brother was there. He's 19. Um, my youngest brother was like 16. We went to their uh, hotel. The whole uh, tub, I don't even take baths, so I don't know what it's called. <laughs> the whole tub is filled with beer and ice, hundreds of beers. So we were pounding, pounding, pounding. We go to Howl at the Moon. We're doing a little bit more damage. Um, we pass our IDs back, so everybody gets in. We're in Texas. Right. Everyone gets in with the same New York ID. 
Dominic Ventry got everybody in. It's amazing I remember this. Dude was from Long Island. My parents are there. So we are leaving, all all of us. We're with a bunch of other football guys. So, you know, like I know I'm safe and I feel it's like safe rides. Like when you walk around with O line, D line, you're safe rides. We basically walked up this thing. My dad was still wearing my jersey. Somebody goes, you know, uh, colorful word, Wisconsin. And I was like, oh, what? I'm the last one up. I'm like, no, pushed him. I walk away, screaming still. And then out of nowhere, this dude comes and punches this guy, Nate Howard, in the face. So my 16-year-old brother runs up and starts punching him. Everyone starts punching each other. Um, it was great. Like, I'm, <laughs> we're all running in there. My dad is out there. He'll tell you. He's the best person to tell the story because he watched it happen. And, it. and was like, what the heck are my sons doing right now? Not only that, Mark Bell's taking chairs that are out on the patio and throwing them at Colorado fans and hitting people in like the back. Like these dudes are getting hit and like crippling down to the ground. I'm kicking people in the face when they go down. Like it was a, it was bad. It was bad. So all of a sudden, like I look around, ten bike cops like pedal up real fast. You know, like the bike cops short shorts pedal up real fast. So I'm walking out. I'm like, oh, the cops are here. I've been around this too. This is, we got to get out. My dad's ripping like my brother's off. All of a sudden, my brother, my middle brother, gets hemmed up by a huge bouncer. Like it's a put up in a headlock. So I walk back to go punch the dude in the back of the head. So he, like, so he lets go of him and like we can run away. Coach Horton, the quarterback coach, grabs me. I'm like mid punch, like arm back, grabs my arm, and I'm like, get the. And I turn around, I'm like, oh, hey, coach. Like, Damn it. And his wife's there, like, bug-eyed. Like, uh-oh. And I'm like, ooh, this is bad news. So we, he's like, get out of here, Bernie. You can't get arrested in Texas. I'm like, yeah, I don't want to get arrested. <laughs> he's right. So we all went back. You know, we were still drinking beers out of the, the tub because there's still the 100 left. Nate's icing his head. He's got a mound. The next day, this is the best. Like, you know how you disappear after a bowl game? Like, you're either on the team flight or you are going home and you are gone. I was gone. I was like, I am not picking up my cell phone. Like, Coach, you know, you see B. White pop up. I'm like, nah, that's for later. So then we get back like three weeks later. So I'm like, yeah, we're good. I don't, no one's going to remember this at all. We get back three weeks later and Coach White's like, Bernie, come to the office. And I'm like, oh, what could this be about? Oh, yeah, I know. He's like, hey, Bern, Bernie, you all right, man? I'm like, yeah, I'm good. What happened? What's up? My trouble? He's like, no, no, Bernie. I just want to make sure after you know what happened to the Alamo Bowl. I was like, yeah, Coach. We're, we're I think we're solid here. We've had a lot of weird, like, not getting to the point conversations. <laughs> He's like, hey, Bernie, you okay? Yeah. Yeah, I'm good. I'm okay. Here. Good. Good talk. Go about your business. I'll go about mine. That was it. That was it. Coach Alvey never said a word. Like, I was very happy. It was the. The day you could leave, like, and just disappear. Whew. There was a lot of other things that happened in bowl games that people can't control themselves. But I was safe. Yeah. So that, <laughs> that, was, that was one story I wanted to ask about. The other one was the gaming thing at the at, um, training camp where you guys... Cause, <laughs> Game so, room close. Yeah. <laughs> First of all, I think actually... Wasn't it about Snapples? <laughs> no. Was somebody stealing Snapples? <laughs> yes. That, yes. Yeah. Wendell Bryant used to you, – you remember you guys had the, the mesh bag to put all your laundry in? You guys put it on a, a loop, but we used to have a bag. He put in like 60 Snapples and just walked out <laughs> in front of coaches. Like, God, dude, come on, man. Abuse leads to restriction. Abuse, exactly. Yeah. And then they were like, Wendell Bryant – and basically 
stood, Coach Alvarez stood up and goes, Wendell Bryant, stand up. We are not having Snapples anymore because of you. And Wendell Bryant's like, do you think I care? I have 60 Snapples at my house. No, but the, uh, so, yeah. You guys have all heard the game room closed. Yeah, I think that's like a, Jamil Walker always tells it fast. It's it, <laughs> he does tell it. He is good. It's a good one. But so like Wisconsin used to hold their <laughs> pre- me once. Shame on me. Game room closed. It's the they're worst. just you're just killing the you're just killing the <laughs> no. There, it is the line there. It is man. possibly one of my favorite stories because I don't chew. All right, so all right, so let's get to it. Then. So we're in a, so we're at the seminary, and they're like, "Do not mess this place up." Right? This Be is respectful. where they used to hold preseason camp for football until yes. until they got we really nice room. things downtown. Yeah, <laughs> we had a game room, and it had a, like golden tea and a few other things. It had a TV. It's like the only way to see what was. It had four channels. It was like the worst channels. ESPN was constantly on. I don't want to watch more football while doing only football. So everyone had a chew cup. Everyone chews. Except for me. That's what it felt like. Chew cups. And Coach Alvey's like, listen, guys, stop leaving your chew cups everywhere. And everyone's like, okay, we'll stop. And they're everywhere. Like, you trip over them, you kick it them over. They're disgusting. So he, <laughs> he's like, we showed up once. And he, he was livid. And you're like, oh, my God, what happened today? And, he's, and, he, and what did he say? What did he say, Bill? Yeah, he's like, fool me once, shame on me. <laughs> fool me twice, game room closed. Game room closed! <laughs> Actually, AD tells it the best. And then this, legitimately, we're like, oh, yeah, whatever. We show up the next day, and it was like the overnight crew took everything out of the room. You could see, like, the dust outside of the, the TV. <laughs> like, nothing. You know, like, it broke our hearts because you're like... I can't play Golden Tea. Yeah. I can't play Cruising like USA. The one escape during training. The one escape. Yeah. And I didn't do it. That was the worst part. Yeah. Like I, would, I didn't do anything wrong. So I was talking to RJ today, and he was, was talking about that potentially being told tonight. RJ knows too much. RJ said that it was the equipment guys that came in and took it, and the equipment guy, they put it in the equipment room. And so instead of having to worry about trying to play instead of you guys, they just sat in the equipment room and played the games themselves. So RJ was a manager who really yes. knows. RJ Brockman, so who, who works with us at the station uh, in Madison, does was the train was the. Uh, so you bring him up and I get nervous. Equipment guy. Like, what else? No, no, that, he, he, nothing else. Nothing else. Just it was just just that story where he took the obvious, where you guys kind of got screwed and they we used they, to mess they got with managers all the time. That oh, was did, the best. Did you what, what anything that can be arable here? Yeah, we used to hide the cones underneath like garbage cans, <laughs> and Coach White would be like. Lucas, where are the cones? <laughs> <laughs> Just screaming at people. It was great. I'm like, Lucas, I don't know where the cones are. Where are the cones? And, they're, and he'd lift up the They're all right there. He would, I, it was great because Coach, Coach Mike didn't care where the cones. He just knew they weren't set up. And I hated the cone drill. So I was like, every day would go and mess with them. Give you an extra 30 seconds to catch your win. Yeah, you know Taylor, uh, jacked kicker. That's yeah. what I called him. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> before Jack Kicker. Jack Kicker. Before uh, Jacked Jack Kicker. Okay. Like jacked he's, up. Yeah, he still is. All he did is push-ups and sit-ups, and then he kicked a few times. It's pretty solid, though. He's a good Not kicker. He's, he's pretty good. Um, he used to set up kickoff for kickoff, and I would just peg footballs at the ball when he would go and run <laughs> and try to kick. I'm like, you could practice during practice because they would disappear. Yeah. Go to the game room. Still do. All right. Yeah. Still do. <laughs> well, listen, I want to hear some stories from you guys. I wasn't around for this. No, any any anything good from from bowl games? You guys, you played in what two two Rose Bowls, uh, a Champ Sports Bowl, and a no two Champ Sports Bowls, right? Two Champ Sports Bowls, back to back years, Bowls, right? Yeah. How ba- how bad was that 2008 season? 
where you guys had to go down and play Florida State. It was just the season in general just sucked, but I'm assuming the bowl experience pretty bad too. It was terrible. <laughs> so I don't know who made this deal, but so we were playing Florida State and they have, you know, the the Seminole and the horse and they ride out on the field. And so the deal was they'll play jump around at the start of the fourth quarter if they let you know the horse and the mascot come out with a flaming stick and like <laughs> march on yeah stab in the middle so that was like the deal i don't know who made that and they came out nobody was expecting that and it was just from that point on i mean we got beat by what 40 points or something but yeah, that was pretty. that was terrible it was it was brutal just because the the, the game itself was brutal like, tj theus was the only person that scored <laughs> <laughs> that's how bad it was much. Wide receiver TJ, TJ but yikes! Yeah, 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 yeah. seriously. <laughs> <laughs> and the, the the two Rose Bowls that you played in, obviously didn't come out on the right side of that. Did you win a bowl game when you were there? Oh yeah, two thousand nine, right? Two thousand nine. Yep, Champ Sports, Champ Sports Bowl. Um, did you win a bowl game when you were there? Yeah, the, the yeah. Champ Sports Bowl. Both of you guys, yeah. both. Okay, all right. Zach is ruthless. Yikes, man. <laughs> I was. It had yeah. been a while. It had been a while. Hey, remember like, when you were hurt your senior year and you went to <laughs> senior day and you cried like a baby? Yeah, I do remember yeah, that. Wait, 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 wait. Win any of them? Wait, wait, wait. You cried as a baby when you were. Can you, can you tell me about you crying as a baby? That was on the last time day. I cried. I think ever. <laughs> no, it wasn't. <laughs> My heart died that day. Yeah. No. No arable. Um, no arable bowl. bowl game stories that I can recall at the moment. What about just some fun KK stories? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, I had a ton a, of those. Yeah, I mean, every night was a fun day. <laughs> <laughs> every night, yeah, every, every Wednesday, night. Thursday was great. I don't know. I think you guys, uh, you guys, are we running out of time? Because no. you remember Rob Tucker kicked out a cop car from the like. There's some crazy things used to happen. Yeah, we got banned from the KK for a whole summer. Every team gets banned from the KK. That's how you know you're a good team. Yeah, I know. <laughs> we won a bowl game after that year. <laughs> Actually, we didn't, but <laughs> it made it sounded good. Uh, we'll come back. We'll come back on the other side. Talk a little more uh, bull stories and potentially uh, look ahead to Purdue. You're listening to the Wisconsin Football Roundtable live from Coaches Club in Cross Plains. This is the Wisconsin Football Roundtable on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. This is the Wisconsin Football Roundtable with Zach Heilprin on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Hey, welcome back into the Wisconsin Football Roundtable live from Coaches Club in Cross Plains. Got former Badgers Matt Bernstein, Bill Nagy, and Brady Ewing with me. All right, so we had storytelling in the last segment. Anybody want to talk? Uh, do we have any more storytelling? Are we good? Bernie, you got anything else you want to, you want to talk about? No, I'm good. I'm all good. right, all right, all right. Um, this is kind of a big picture question, and I, I know that um, maybe as Badgers probably want to believe that this will happen at some point. But just wondering, Wisconsin's obviously not going to be in the college football playoff this year. They were close a couple years ago. In the current setup of the playoff, can Wisconsin win a national championship? Do you think Wisconsin can? Take the homer out of you, and do you think Wisconsin can? I mean, I, I think they can. You know, win every game in your schedule when you get there. Like, but do you think they can play with the Alabamas and the Clemsons and that type of and that type of team and win tw- and win twice? Essentially, you have to beat two of those teams. I mean, I oh, I always think there's a possibility. Well, I know you had them going twelve and over a year. Is that true? Is that accurate? 
I mean, it's accurate. That's yeah, it's pretty it's accurate. accurate. It's accurate. <laughs> we, we, we Earlier in the season, we kind of did um, head pick. Like, when they played Ohio State, it was <laughs> – we did we did picks with our heads and picks with our hearts, and they are slightly different. Would you agree, Bill? So, here, yeah, well, that's, <laughs> that's for sure. But here's the deal. If you look back on some of the best teams um, that Wisconsin's ever had and you put them somehow in the top four and they get into the playoff – a lot of those teams have the capability to beat anybody. The 2010 team. If you want to, like the 2010 team, the Russell Wilson team, um, Bernie, you've been a part of some really good teams too. The, yeah. But like the 12, the, so the, the 12 and 1. <laughs> Ruthless over here. The, uh, the Joe Thomas senior year. Yeah, 2006. That, Bernie yes, wasn't on that team. Lost at Michigan, but <laughs> we're going to jump Zach after this, guys. <laughs> Everyone get ready. Zach, Zach Halloran gets stomped out at, the, at Coach's Club in, in cross plane. But I'll never tell anyone who did it. No, you, uh, <laughs> you guys run away. Get that 4-3 speed. Get away. Um, but no, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, so I think those teams could beat anybody. It's just a matter of getting in. I That's why I think they, they need to, I don't say that they need to, I think it would be fun as a fan and entertainment if they expanded it to eight teams. Yeah, I would have liked to have seen the 2010 team like in a Big Ten championship game and then you know not have that whole huge layoff play. In the, had you guys won that game, you were in the top four, probably would have played in the playoff. Do you think the 2010 team or the 2011 team was better? 2010. I thought the 2011 team, the defense wasn't nearly as good now i know we're big fans of jj watt around here um but if he had stayed around for 2011 maybe that maybe that season ends a little bit different brady potentially yeah i mean you throw a, a guy with his playmaking ability his it's all he brings to the table <laughs> you know it, i think it uh he's a playmaker he is but apparently devin know. smith kept you guys out of the national championship he's smith do you remember that didn't brett bielma said that about uh, devin smith the cornerback got hurt early in that year um, that and was he, the missing link? That was the missing link. Yeah, maybe. Oh, come on. <laughs> Brett Bielma said so, so yeah. Brett, yeah, yeah, of course. Stop true. pressing buttons, Zach. Yeah, no. Yeah, but he's a, Brett Bielma's in trouble right now, isn't he? Not to go off on is a huge he? tangent. Is he? Yeah, so I think the, um, Arkansas wants all their money back because he oh. got a job that's $50,000 or more. It's like this weird... He took a job with the Patriots for fifty grand. Do we know how much he's getting paid over there? He's supposed to get paid three hundred thirty a month for <laughs> from Arkansas. And right. they're try, now they're Arkansas are saying, "Well, your job should be paid more." And is in his um, in his contract said, "If you get paid more than fifty grand, we're not going to pay you anymore." And so they paid him fifty grand. So so he <laughs> like like a sly dude he is. Forty nine thousand. This guy can't fit through doors, but he's sly. <laughs> oh, Listen, oh, is that wrong? No, I'd say accurate. I'd say accurate. I'd say accurate. I got a picture of him at Vegas. This has to be like ten years ago. He looks like he ate Vegas. <laughs> is, so. that, is, that, is that the one of him like shirtless? Yeah. The, yeah, 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 yeah. That, that one yeah. got around. Yeah, it did. Yeah, kind of like kind of like him. <laughs> <laughs> I get that was that was a pun. I like that. Yeah. Um, yeah, like a record. Okay, we can go back to we can go, we can no no all right, <laughs> all right. we can go back to the norm what we're, what we're talking about. okay I just like that he's in trouble I think it's funny sure yeah yeah he's also getting paid three hundred thirty thousand a month right that's it yeah that's it yeah hard that's to a feel lot of bad zeros, for uh, a guy that got fifteen mil guaranteed over three the first three years he was there so I think he's doing okay I think he's be all right he's got, he's, he's with the Patriots he's like the D D line coach with the Patriots he is. Right? got a, got a fifty grand got a rate last forty nine thousand nine hundred ninety nine <laughs> amazing right yeah. I th- I think Matt's just a little upset because the Jets still suck oh, we gotta go there. <laughs> Yes. Let's go back to what we were, ta- what we were so talking Brett about. So Brett Bielma versus John Palermo, who wins? In like a fight? Yeah. John Palermo. 
Because John Palermo would whip out like a shank out of nowhere. <laughs> John, John Palermo, the former D-line coach. Was Here's the thing. Palermo would be like Who did not super like- cocky and be like, I'm going to win this. And, and Palermo would be like, oh, here I am, here I am. And like cut his throat in a heartbeat. Uh, John Palermo, not a big fan of Brett Bielema. Yeah, no surprise. <laughs> uh, he was the defensive line coach when uh, Brett Bielema got the head coaching job. And things did, I don't think things, things were great that year in 2005. I didn't see the one at Northwestern now. No, no, no. That's no, Mike Kakewitz. That's Mike Kakewitz. Uh, John Palermo was the defensive line coach for a long <laughs> time, guy. long time at uh, Wisconsin under Barry. And I don't think he was a huge fan of Brett Bielema, like even before he got the head coaching job. And then once he got announced as head coaching job, that 2005 season, I'm sure, was probably pretty. Um, acrimonious. There's a lot of heads getting lobbed off. What was it like that? Well, because I mean, I was everyone, on my way out. At everyone this point, knew, no right, right, but everybody knew like he wasn't going to keep pretty much anybody else. Well, Coach White knew he was gone. Yeah, because um, Coach Chris took over the. They split the play calling, but let's be real. Coach White was doing power eye or eye formation stuff. Yeah, and Coach Chris was doing like all this amazing shifting and motioning and. Everyone was a playmaker at that point compared yeah. to you had two guys who you, you threw the ball to one dude and you ran the ball with one guy. Yeah. We all, Coach White knew the writing on the wall. Sad, though. So he put in a lot of good time. But you could, I think a lot of people were up in the stands saying, I know what's coming when Brian White's coaching, when Brian White's calling plays. And, you know, maybe Paul Chris not so much. To his defense, though, he recruited Ron Dan. Who did? Coach White. Okay. He recruited almost everyone from the East Coast. To did he recruit out. you too? Nah, Bradford did. <laughs> <laughs> I was a low liar. I don't count. I'm not a run team. <laughs> Bradford, Bradford was there for a year under the Cosgrove defense, which was a nightmare as well. Hey, he he played those quarterbacks ten yards off the ball. It was we couldn't stop a nosebleed. It was hey, great. Yeah, no, it was good. Either way, um, how did you end up at Wisconsin? Can uh, I ask that question? You can. How? Uh, yeah, uh, I, I legitimately, mean, like the best thing. It's a miracle. Um, I went to Syracuse football camp. Yeah. Coach White's brother was the tight ends coach. That they were like, "Oh, we'll give you a scholarship, but to play D end." My like, dude, I've never played D end in my life. Syracuse or Wisconsin? Syracuse. Okay. So I was like, "Well, it's a scholarship. I'm gonna take it if there's nobody else." And then uh, the next day, uh, Wisconsin sent me like, "We want you to come play here as an athlete, but we really want you as a fullback." I was like, uh, "Okay." Like that scholarship. Offered me a scholarship in a letter, yeah. but then uh, my dad's like, I was like, Dad, I don't know where Wisconsin is on the map. <laughs> what do we do? And he's like, let's go see it. And this was in August. So we went to camp, was at you know the seminary. My dad's like, you got to – we were drinking a beer with my brother who was there also. So 18, 17, my parents at the, uh, at the union. My dad's like, dude – he's like, cheers, guys. You should come to school. <laughs> that is awesome. And my brother's like, You're, I'm coming. And I'm like, I'm all right, coming. I'm in. My dad's like, don't wait too long because they don't care about fullbacks. I'm like, all right, we'll call the coach tomorrow when we get home. And that was it. Huh. There's a little more in-depth. There was a little bit more behind it. but I, Two I, scholarship offers, really, from D1-type schools. And yeah. That was, yeah. That's well, yeah I had other teams like tell me that. Like uh, Joe Pa's like, nah, we're going to pass. UConn's like, you'll never be a good football player in college. Wow. This is like good stuff to hear. Does it get you motivated? Yeah, a little bit. Chip on your shoulder? Yeah. I'm like, yo, UConn, you guys suck at football. <laughs> like, good job. You guys are really making the right choices out yeah. there. All right, so uh, we're down here the last uh, 30 seconds or so. <laughs> Quick question. Obviously, everyone, think beats, everyone thinks Wisconsin beats Purdue this week. What happens next week against Minnesota, Matt? But we win. Take the axe back? Yeah. For sure? Yeah, 12-0. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we win. Bernie? Uh, excuse me, Brady? <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'm taking Wisconsin. And then so they will advance to play Ohio State in the Big Ten title game. 
and then we win. Okay. There you I think they get. I think they beat Minnesota, and then they get killed in the in Big Ten championship game. But a lot of hearts, a lot of hearts here, sing, thinking that they're going to win that one. We'll see. Either way, we'll be back uh, the week after Thanksgiving, and we'll we'll talk about that game coming up. You've been listening to the Wisconsin Football Roundtable live from Coaches Club in Cross Plains. This is the Wisconsin Football Roundtable on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network.